0: Welcome to Spilling the Title Tea, where we talk a lot about life and a little about business. Your host, Ashley Ramsey, will be sitting down with guests from all different sectors of the real estate industry to tell you their real life stories. From hardships to triumphs and business to personal lives, we promise to bring you the tea. Welcome to another episode of Spilling the Title Tea. Today's guest is Michelle Connor. She's a top-producing real estate agent for Century 21 here in Richmond, Kentucky. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashley. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm super happy to have you as a guest. So, Michelle, I know that you are fairly new to the Richmond market, and yet you consistently rank, like every month, (laughs) in the top group of agents for your brokerage. So, first off, I'm wondering how you ended up in Richmond. And two, how you're able to garner so much success in such a relatively short amount of time. Good
1: questions. Okay, so how did I get here to Richmond? Would you like the long version or the short version? <laughs> it was a long way to get here. I've lived pretty much all over the Southeast, including Hilton Head, South Carolina, Dallas, Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina. Then I finally got married and he was in Lexington. So I moved to Lexington. His job took us to Knoxville, Tennessee, then to Louisville. And now we're back here in the Lexington area. We settled in Richmond.
0: So you gave up Charleston (laughs) and some of these like really, really well-known tourist areas, really, to come live in Richmond all for love.
1: (laughs) No, we love it here. I have lived in some really nice places, but really the people here in Richmond are amazing. Some of the salt of the earth people. So we're blessed to be here.
0: Well, I'm going to agree with that, but I'm a little partial since I've been a Madison county in my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) So your success. Well, I will say number one thing that comes to
1: mind is hard work. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. You have to get up every day and hit the ground running. Constant training. My husband is like, oh, my goodness, how much training is necessary (laughs) to be a real estate agent? But. Truly, like every deal is different. Every client is different. And so I contribute a lot of my success to the team that I have. Century 21 Advantage is amazing. They have support. There's a lot of times that I don't know the answer, and we're human. And that's okay, because every deal is different. But I do have a huge team that I can call on. And if I don't know the answer, one of them will. And just the support. Anytime, day or night, I pick up the phone and I can reach somebody. So I just love it. I mean, clearly I have moved... Multiple times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're well versed in that, right?
1: <laughs> I have bought and sold countless houses. And not until I moved here to Richmond did I want to flex that. You know, I decided to take the plunge and become a realtor when I came here to Richmond, but I always had the interest in it. Whenever we were on the move, every morning I would get up and I would just look at listings and it just excited me couldn't wait to go see them. And it just really like tricked my trigger. I just loved it. So I think that was really part of the reason why I became a realtor. That, And I love helping people. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I have a heart to help. And whatever that looks like, you know, whether it's going to clean a home, stage a home, paint a home, you know, I'm there, I will do it. Landscaping. Oh, that's not. I love landscaping. Love that part. I get my hands dirty all the time, but I want to please. You know, I want people to be happy. I want their dreams to come true.
0: That's amazing. And I will say, people tend to think like there's some mysterious formula that it takes to be successful in any given field, you know, not just the real estate world, but it all comes back to you get out of something. What you put into it, one hundred percent. So having the hard work ethic—that is really the key. Granted, it's easier to work hard at something that you're passionate about, and you're obviously passionate about the real estate industry and helping your clients. So I'm sure that makes it a little bit easier to get motivated to put that effort into it. Mm -hmm. But you know, there's no secret sauce. You've got to dig in and do the work. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think so many people just miss that for whatever reason.
1: And I think just being genuine, you know, caring, having that Yeah, caring hard, that serving hearts really Mm -hmm. to just, I want to make them happy, you know, at all costs. So,
0: well, I will say that that is not the mindset of everybody across the board. And that's what makes you stand out. And that is why you do so well. And how you have garnered that much success and, you know, that many listings and houses sold and all of the metrics in such a short period of time in an area that, you know, you don't know everybody and their brother because you haven't lived here your whole life. That is true. That is very true. That's another
1: challenge is to get your name out there. But we are building a awesome networking team and I'm so blessed to be a part of it. So where I fall short in knowing people, this team fills in for that. And love them, like my family.
0: Yeah, that would be our B&I chapter where you and I met. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. I think that we have just a really solid, great group of professionals for this area. I can't explain how blessed I felt to be part of that team and to know all those people. And again, to have all those resources, you know, for my clients, for your clients to say, you know, yeah, I don't do roofs. But I have a great roofer that I can refer you to that's trusted and that's going to take care of you. I think that's an amazing asset to have in business. Yeah, because I can't do it all. You can't do it all. But guess what? We know someone who can. Right. We have a whole room full of people who can jump in to really any aspect of what somebody would need in their personal life or business. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty amazing. And you actually invited me to that group. I did. So <laughs> I owe you big time. No, you
1: no, you You're blessed to have you in our group. <laughs> Beyond.
0: Oh my goodness. So you talked a little bit about how obviously you got married mm. and that was kind of the reason that you ended up back in richmond because you were following the spouse tell us a little bit about your husband and your son yes so my husband and i we met when i
1: lived in dallas and he lived in tulsa but he's originally from kentucky we dated for a few months and i had an opportunity to move to charlotte so i then been left right <laughs> fast forward five years And he called me out of the blue and said, hey, I'm in Charlotte. You want to go hang out? So I did. And it was like fireworks. And it was like nonstop from there on. So I lived in Charlotte. He lived in Lexington. We did the long distance thing for quite some time. And then he popped the question and I moved to Lexington. So it was a little bit later in life. We were both like mid-30s and we had a fabulous wedding fabulous reception and wanted to start our family immediately. So they were in our honeymoon phase and, you know, every month it was like, we were trying, trying, trying yeah. and no results. So I ended up going to the doctor and lo and behold, I had the worst case of endometriosis they had ever seen. Wow. Yeah. So that was tough. They ended up, you know, being able to go out and do a laparoscopy. And it was very hard to hear because I'd always been healthy. I'd always been athletic, you know, never really had to try much at anything. And here we are trying to have a child and it just wasn't working. So they said that if you want to have a child or children, you need to do IVF immediately and hopefully that will work. So we went ahead and went down that road. But before we went down that road, we were trying everything else. All of the medications and all the shots and all the things. Mm-hmm. And it was a disappointment every month. So we went ahead and pulled the trigger. And we went with IVF. <sighs> and that didn't work the first time. So I'm not a quitter. So I got right back up on the horse and said, nope, we're going to try it again. Let's do it. So we tried it again and it didn't work again.
0: Wow. Um, and that's a procedure that, I mean, is it fairly painful on your end? Um, there are a lot of shots. There are like daily shots,
1: sometimes twice a day. This was quite a while ago, so it might have changed between now and then. But when I went through it, there were shots. So my husband every night was giving me shots, you know, in the leg, in the stomach, in the arm. Oh my god! Um, in fact, the fertility office made us sign paperwork saying that if we ended up divorcing, that we would not hold them liable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! I guess it's so stressful, you know, of a season in line. It's emotional, yeah, and the hormones that you have to take
1: in order for it to be oh, successful. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I mean, roller coaster. I mean, just chuck full of them, the hormones. So after the second time it didn't work, it was devastating. Yeah, and it's not like these are free treatments. No, they're not free, and our insurance don't pick it up either. So it becomes very costly and emotional. Thank God we stayed together. We're still (laughs) married, I'm happy to say. But after the second time, I'm like, I need a break. You know, I can't take this emotionally. So we took a break and we actually started looking into adoption. And then I went to have my annual checkup with my lady doctor. And she said, you know what? I know you went to this one doctor here, but he's not the only game in town. Here's another doctor. If you are wanting to get back up on the horse and try again. He has a great success rate. So that right there was like this little glimmer of hope. Yeah. And I mean, since I was a child, I've always wanted a child. You know, I had tons of baby dolls and that was always my dream. So I just wasn't ready to give up on that. So I made an appointment with another fertility doctor up in Cincinnati, went up there and had the consultation the consultation did not go well because they did tests on me to see if my ovaries were still working. Right, But because of the endometriosis that had done so much damage, he said, you know, we could try with your eggs, but I can almost scare it to you. They're done. Wow. That was hard.
0: Right. I mean, you just got a glimmer of hope and then the door got slammed right in your face. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was hard. I mean, I remember holding it together Until we got in the elevator and I just, oh, just lost it. Yeah. But the medical advancements that they have made in fertility is amazing. So they suggested if I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to be pregnant to move to donor eggs. So we went ahead and did that. Was it my first choice? Absolutely not. But, you know, you go down this journey, you go down this path and you do everything you can at each stop. Right. And that was our next stop. And we ended up using donor eggs. We picked a girl who looked a lot like me, like my heritage and my height and my weight and what I look like, you know, when I was in my twenties. She is our angel. Amazing. I don't know her name. She doesn't know our name, and we'll never. But went through all the fertility treatments and all the shots and all the things for the egg retrieval, and she was amazing. Like she is our angel. And I don't know if she'll ever hear this, but it was that's why we have our son you know that's a miracle he's the biggest blessing in our life ever they named him jesse which means gift from god and he is
0: absolutely that is just an amazing story an amazing journey that you walked you know and how many people would have just given up because it was hard it was tough it was difficult you know all the things that you kept pressing through and at the end you got the greatest prize and I got to be a mom, and I got to be pregnant, and I got to do well. So you got to experience all of it. Yeah. So he's our one and only,
1: but he is a miracle. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've shared with him about the angel. And it's funny because I always tell him his shoulder blades are his angel wings. <laughs> 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 and he sticks them out. I'm like, those are your angel wings. <laughs> oh, that's too cute. <laughs> yeah. So it was an interesting journey. And I just have such a heart for those couples that are going through it too
0: well it's so much more common Mm -hmm. that people realize you know and maybe it was because when i was younger you don't think about those sorts of things or maybe there was more of a stigma people didn't talk about it but i feel like in the last even several years i hear more and more and more Mm -hmm. people talking about the struggles that they've had in order to have children multiple miscarriages sometimes Mm -hmm. before they're able to finally have a child that is healthy. And I think that people need to know that they're not the only ones who have had to walk this really difficult road. Yeah, the
1: more I share about it, the more it comes up. It is very common. It's yeah. extremely common, more than I ever did, like you said. But, you know, if I can give any piece of advice is, you know, throughout this whole thing, there were a lot of tears. But God does not waste one of those tears.
0: No. He bottles them up is what the word says. That's true. And
1: our little family is, all the glory goes to him. So I know it's tough to go through it, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Well, what would you say to somebody that's in a similar situation? You know, they're in the waiting phase of trying to figure out, are they going to be able to have a child that's healthy? Are they going to be able to even get pregnant? Are they maybe going to need donor eggs? Are they maybe going to need sperm donation? Maybe they have to adopt. You know, there's so many different scenarios that can go along with the journey of infertility. And for somebody that is in that process at this moment, what would you tell them as far as how to cope and how to get through to the other side? Everything happens for a reason. Amen.
1: And sometimes it's not the news that we expect. Sometimes it's not the news that we hoped for. But you have to believe that he has your best interest at heart. Yeah. You know, is my son genetically part me? No, but he is all me, you know. He's 100% your son. We would not have him if it weren't for God. You know what I mean? Yes. And we would not have this particular child or a child period. It's just, it all works together. It's an interesting tapestry that he weaves together, but that
0: works. Yeah. And don't lose faith. I would venture to say that you and your husband gained so much out of the journey, as hard as it was, as long as it was. But at the end of the day, what you learned together, how you grew together, and even individually, I call those sandpaper seasons. You know, they're rough, but they sand off those rough edges on you to smooth you out to be created in the image that you need to be created in as well. And I would venture to say that you learned so much through all of that. Then you gained so much insight that it was worth the walk.
1: It was worth the walk.
0: I can say now that it was. Yeah. When you're in it, it doesn't feel like it. No. But in hindsight. Yeah. Well, I'm just so proud for you because... (laughs) I mean, I am. I mean, that's just a tough deck of cards, you know, to be dealt right there. And you've handled it with such grace. Aw. You know, I'm being serious. You handled it with such grace. And... You know, to be willing to share, I mean, that's personal, but to be willing to share that so others who are in the middle of it can have that light of hope, that light into the tunnel to know that there is a better day. I mean, I think that that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think that any trial goes unnoticed or unused, you know, so if I can take my story and help another couple that may be going through the same thing, I'm happy to do that.
0: Which just goes back to your personality and your heart. You just want to help you any way you can, whether that's in real estate or in life. Absolutely. You know, that just makes me proud to be your friend. Oh, I'm right back at your sister. <laughs> Goodness. Well, Michelle, I just thank you so much for being a guest today. I know this can be a difficult topic. It can be an emotional topic. And, you know, all these years later, I mean, it's still a very raw thing to talk about. And I'm just so appreciative that you were willing to open up to our audience I would tell our audience that if you have any needs, whether you're buying a home, you're selling a home, you can also do commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. So even if you're trying to get property for a business, that you would you know reach out to Michelle. She's here in Richmond, Kentucky, and she is able to help you in this area, but also in surrounding areas. And we're going to put all of her information so that you can contact her if you need her in our podcast description. And I appreciate the audience for tuning in again for another episode of Spilling the Title Tea, where we talk a little about business and a lot about life. That's all the tea we have for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode of Spilling the Title Tea and visit us online for more valuable resources at SpringdaleTidal.com.